0: Isaiah chapter 40 and verses 27 through 31, and you'll only wrap up why this is the title by the end of the message, but plodding along faithfully is the title. Isaiah 40, starting in verse 27, says, Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, My way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint." I really love these verses. I I can't believe I've probably only preached sermons on them twice, maybe three times. But in the Scripture, we're told here that if we wait upon the Lord, we will mount up with wings as eagles. You know, there's significance in everything God says and the words He uses or the animals He uses. We might not get to the end of it. We might not realize exactly what He's saying about it. But just thinking about the eagle, what a majestic bird this is. I've heard that eagles have remarkable vision. Maybe even up to eight times what the human has their feet can grip like a vice their beaks can rip apart any meat and tear up and eat the food they have an amazing speed to them it's been said that they can fly up to a hundred miles per hour their wingspan easily would get to eight feet on many They don't flap their wings like little birds do. The thing with eagles is that they soar. You know, flapping their wings would take a lot of energy. They wouldn't get very far doing that. It's said that the eagles look for thermals in the air, which are these invisible hot pockets of air. And so when they search and they get to a thermal, it's said said that they're elevated quickly. And they rise higher in the air. It's been said that an eagle can ascend to some 14,000 feet, which is out of sight of our eyes. Then they soar, experiencing very little energy loss. The little bird can flap and flap for a while, but the eagle can soar without using hardly any energy. And so as we consider this and consider what is being said to us about the strength that we relieve that we receive in the Lord, God is to be searched for and those who search for God, search for what He has to give to us, are transferred, if you will, to a higher plane. You know, the strength that we need in our lives to be able to be victorious, it comes not by flapping our wings like a sparrow in distress, but from trusting in God and resting in Jesus Christ. There is strength that we have access to that is beyond anything we have within ourselves. And it's a must that we operate in this strength that the Lord invites us to serve with, to to be able to function in spiritually in our lives. Without it, we're going to faint and we're going to become weary. Burnout, people call it. The Christian's going to burn out in their own strength. And so the requirement is that we walk in the strength of the Lord. That we receive what we have access to that He has offered to us. You know, this is something every one of us can relate to. Everyone doesn't admit it, but we all get exhausted. Pastor Stone says, we do not get tired of the work, but we do get tired in the work. Every Christian will burn out in their own strength. The Christian life is not to be lived In our natural strength. I mean we're mortal beings. But God is everlasting. And He invites us into a supernatural strength. That we can live and serve Him with. We find in verse 28. A few things I want to touch on. That the Lord is the everlasting God. He is creator, he fainteth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. Our God, our everlasting God, he's the God of the past, present, and the future. He's always our God, and he has given us everlasting life. And you know, it's always profitable to listen to what God's word tells us and don't leave out these places in his word where he shares with us and lets us know who we are and where we are and who he is and what he is. It's good for you and I to know what God says about us and what we're all about and what he's all about. He is everlasting. He gives everlasting life. If He weren't everlasting, He couldn't give the life that He promises to give that He does give. He's not only everlasting, but He's Creator. There's God first, God always was. So He's before all things. He's freestanding. He's self-existent on His own. And anything that exists came after Him and He brought it about. It came about through Him. God willed it and it happened. God had the ability to make the world and He brought it into existence. It was the same with man. God was able to make man, and He did it. He made man. He's also able to change man. He's also able to provide everything that man needs and give him everything that is needed to be supplied for his life. So He not only created man, but He can sustain man. And it also says that He fainteth not, neither is weary. God is not like us. You can put us on an energy level, but we can't put Him on one. It doesn't exist that God would exhaust He doesn't do so. He doesn't have a certain amount of strength. He is strength. And God has no limits. Not in the area of time. Not in the area of space. Not in the area of might. God created everything that He created in six days. And He wasn't in a rush to do it as though He had a timeline of a week to get it done. He did it in six days because that's the amount of time He wanted to do it in. God rested on the seventh day not because He was tired. He doesn't get tired. There was simply nothing left to do. He has created all of us. And He's still not tired. God doesn't get tired. He will never get tired. Exhaustion and God, they do not go together. There is no searching of His understanding. The verse goes on to say, He is not like us. He is beyond our comprehension. We can study all we want about God, and we should. It's always going to be profitable. We should always be be faithful to study and know God more by His Word. But when we've spent our entire lives studying Him to know Him up, it's not going to happen. We're not going to know the half of it about our God. He will not be completely absorbed but what we can know about him and what we can glean tonight from his word is that god refreshes god restores god gives relief since there's no limitation to with god and he lives within us and he helps us we find this to be true that god can revive and he does so verse 29 says he giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might he increaseth strength so we find that our God who does not exhaust who has no limit upon his strength who never gets tired we find that he applies his power to our lives It's what he can do. It's what he has a supply of to do. It's what he wants to do for his children. We are limited and he has exhaustless supply of what we're limited in that we need. And he transfers it to us. He gives it. To his children. This is what God does with the endless supply of all that he is and all that he has that we are limited to. He has determined to give to his people. deliver over to another God delivers over to us what we're in need of if we will wait upon the Lord this transfer of what God gives you and I it supplies our only means to make it in the Christian life it's the only way we're going to go on it is by his strength alone and he pours it into those who see their need of it those who search for the lord those who go to him in their time of need if they're faint and weary and these verses lead us to conclude that we are desperately in need of it we see who we are and what we have and we see who god is and what he what he has the Word of God will always put ourself in our place and show God in His need of what He supplies. Without Him, it's a serious problem. Without what He gives His people, it's a, it's a devastating problem. It's a serious problem upon this subject Because man sometimes has a hard time admitting his need before God and needing what God supplies. It's a serious situation, though, as Jeremiah 17, 5 says, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, that maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord." On the other side of things, there's a blessing for the one who sees their need and goes to the Lord to rely on Him truly. Isaiah 33, 2 says, O Lord, be gracious unto us. We have waited for Thee. Be Thou their arm every morning. Our salvation also in the time of trouble. The song says, without Him, I would be nothing. And I really wonder in these scriptural songs if we are thinking about and meaning what we are singing. Because that is just an absolute truth that without the Lord, we would be nothing. But that's the hardest thing for some people to admit. You know, it would be a good practice for you and I. To go to God and just to admit to God when we're tired. Admit to Him when we're in need of His strength. We try to put on a peak performance for for a show sometimes when God knows it down deep. And He knows what we need. And He loves it when we come before Him honest. If we would tell Him that we're tired, and then to seek Him in such a way that He would nourish, that He would give to you and I. You know, there is a difference in the lost person and the saved person who is trusting in the Lord and walking in His strength Bearing up under pressure. The lost person wouldn't last five minutes in the shoes of the saved person that's walking in the power of the Lord. It's a privilege and it's a blessed benefit we have. It's a command that we glorify Him though and that we seek everything that He can give us so that we can persevere for His glory. To walk in His ways. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct thy paths. He gives us the provision. He gives us the power of what we need. And we're in desperate need of it all from Him. And you know... As we consider these verses, they're not just for certain people. They're not just for the seasoned saints who are continuing on. They're for every child of God. The younger, the elder, the lost, the saved, the strong, the intelligent. Whatever someone thinks they are, everyone needs this. Verse 30 says, "...even the youths shall faint." And be weary. Everyone would faint without God. We all need Him. We all need this strength supply. And what we could call it is just a blessed swap that we see in verse 31. This this blessed exchange that the Lord gives us. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength that word renew it means to exchange we get to exchange our weakness for God's strength when we fade God is able to come to the rescue he recharges our batteries, if you will. We get to make this swap. For those who will wait upon the Lord, He renews their strength. And that word wait doesn't mean to sit around and and to do nothing, pondering until God comes along. It means to hope. We always have this hope as children of God. We need hope to listen to isaiah's word and we need to look to the lord even paul the great apostle paul had this issue of operating in his own strength that was part of his miserable condition that you'll find in romans chapter 6 and chapter 7 but at the end of chapter 7 he says who shall deliver me From this body of death. In other words. This. Go to. For what we need. In our time of despair. We need only. To look to the Lord. And to trust his word. That he has given Isaiah. To give to us. We need to meditate. ...on what the Lord has that we do not. That He has designed in such a way that we would call upon Him. We need to truly see ourselves as we are... ...and see God as He is. And when we swap our weakness for God's strength... ...God enables us to soar. We're able to soar in a crisis... You know, you, would, you kind of think, I just want to be able to walk through this. We need a little something extra when the crisis comes along. And God gives that. That's a time that He will give us the ability to soar. That we would be able to run in a time of challenge. And then for the everyday pressures of life, that we would be able to walk through them day by day. Let us not be as many, let us not be as most, doing all that we can in our own ability. Most people have to learn. I had to learn. In, In ignorance, I didn't realize it. I didn't realize what I had access to as a young child of God. And I did function in my own ability, becoming religious, trying to do things for the Lord, until I realized His strength that He has for us, and that we can't continue on in our ability, and the quality of what we do is not approved by God if it's done by us within ourselves, and it's not done by way of the Holy Spirit in us, and us seeking the strength that God gives us to be able to serve Him. You know, all of us always need that time to get alone with God and to recharge, to believe His promises, to believe His Word. We know He's faithful to do what He says He will do, so we get alone with Him and we swap our weakness for His strength. We can wait, trust, and expect the Lord to show up on our behalf to lead us to continue... For His glory. As I was saying, we shared the faithfulness of God this morning. I thought about sharing the uh, faithfulness to God tonight, and we hit something very significant in this: to be able to carry out our faithfulness to God when we exchange our strength for the Lord's. We go from faint and weary to walking, running, and flying. Faithfulness to God, as the two just seem to intertwine to me, it's not about some big ministry twice a year. It's not about some big event. It's not about doing some big thing. When we think about that word of faithfulness the word steadiness comes to mind if you notice those christians who you can who you and i consider faithful they're just steadily moving along and they're never missing a beat they don't have to do anything big and spectacular They are just, they are pressing along and they never stop. It's about steadiness over and over in service to God. You know they're going to be there. You know they're going to be there to, to, Pitch in. You know they're going to be there just to lend a hand or just to be on side and support if there's no hand to lend. Doing our part in the work, helping others, telling others about the Lord. It's a consistency that goes on from those who are faithful. William Carey, known as the father of modern missions, says he plods he was asked how how he does what he does and he says he plods and that word plod he used it speaks of slow heavy steps you know there are times where the lord is going to help us to soar there are times that we're going to run fast as it were But great heroes of the faith are not always those who seem to be soaring or running necessarily, but on a thousand mile spiritual journey, if you will, one step at a time, patiently plodding along. Sometimes we'll be flying higher. Every now and then there's a sprint, but mostly walking longer. God gives us the strength to walk longer, to continue on and on. You know, blessed are the plotters who persevere in longevity, that they continue and continue on to serve, by what they received from the Lord. William Carey said, as he plotted, he could persevere in any pursuit. You know, no matter what pace it is for us, we can have the confidence to be able to continue on. I, I just don't know about burnout and taking a break. Rather than taking a break, it just seems much more spiritually appealing to go to the Lord to have our strength renewed. We have that promise always that we have access to Him, to go to Him, that He would strengthen us if we will wait upon the Lord. He just wants us to simply look up to see Him, to admit our need, that we can't do it without Him, that our strength supply runs out quick, so why use it at all? Let us go to Him and let Him supply us with everything that we need. Well, it was good to have those who are here in the house of God tonight and... um, And we have uh, Brother Kevin with us tonight, and I'm going to ask, as our guest, and I'm going to ask you if you'll come up, would you do that, come up and close our service in a word of prayer, Brother? Kevin Murdoch came by not knowing we didn't have uh, services, and uh, we hope to see him again soon, so God bless you, Brother, and please come up and close us.